welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we are celebrating our second anniversary. Now, I don't know why, Andrew, why I decided to call it an anniversary rather than a birthday, but I thought that sounded quite good, especially after yesterday's <laughs> show around divorce. But what we're going to talk about today is, look, we've done this for 731 episodes, and we don't tend to navel gaze and look back too much. Navel gaze? Yeah, navel gaze. It's where you sit around in a circle and stare at your belly buttons, looking introspectively. We don't tend to do that. Are you staring at other people's belly buttons or your belly buttons? Because why are you in a circle and why are other people involved in this process? I don't want to look at yours, mate. Well, you said in a circle, so I'm figuring there are other people there. I just don't know what you do in in the weekend in Auckland. (laughs) Well, look, we don't tend to reminisce too much about the past, but I thought it would be interesting to recap what's happened in property over the last two years, because it has been every single day for the last two years. And I want to ask you first, Andrew, what has been your main takeaway? What's the number one takeaway from recording this podcast over the last two years for you in terms of property? Well, now you'll never hear me say this again, but probably my number one takeaway is that we actually don't know everything. And it's amazing how much detail there is on stuff and it's quite hard to find and and things change a lot and so you know it might be that we get the most obscure suggestion for a topic and I think there's no way we can talk for 15 minutes about that and then when you start to do a bit of research you think holy hell there's actually a huge amount in this so key takeaway is that maybe we don't know everything. That is definitely true. The other thing that's interesting and it kind of comes off that is just the thirst for knowledge that regular people have about property investment. And I suppose that comes off the variety of situations out there. So, you know, we've done lots of shows about starting from nothing or starting from a very modest kind of financial situation. Maybe you've owned your own home, but you've got a big mortgage against it. But there are people out there who have totally different financial situations, who have a lot of cash in the bank, who are wealthy. And there are people out there who are 22 and own four houses. And there are people who are 60 and own one house. There are people who own really weird plots of land that you think, how did you acquire that? Or how do you find yourself owning that? Just the more you talk to Kiwis about their financial situation, the more you realise the amount of variety that is actually out there, which is really interesting. And I suppose what you can kind of take from that as somebody listening to the show is if you're at a barbecue, I mean, I'm not asking you to go out and ask people how much they earn or, you know, what their net worth is, but... (laughs) Tune up to some of the Property Investors Association events because it is so interesting hearing the different strategies that are out there, the different things that investors are into. Somebody's going to be into tiny homes and somebody's going to be into land banking and somebody's going to be into apartments. There's just so many different situations out there. I think there have been some other learnings, Andrew. What else have you learned over the last two years? That you go to barbecues and ask people about their income and then see if you can see their belly button. Probably one of the main one of the main things that I've come to realise a bit more is how motivated people are to take action. So when we did the podcast in us recently and just going around and meeting people, it's so encouraging to see how much action people have taken as a result of their learning. So they learn, they go and take action. I've met lots of investors and we hear from lots of investors that don't necessarily use our service. They just take the information and go and do it. And that's why we do the show, not for the business, but for the fact that we want people to actually take action. And probably a big part around that is that limitations 
are in your mind. And probably the best example I can give you of that is Cole from the Christchurch dinner. There's a couple who are on normal incomes and have just worked their tail off to be able to get ahead and they're doing better than so many 50, 60 year olds that I meet because they've realised that they've got limitations and then they've worked to actually make those not an issue. And I think that's awesome. I definitely agree with that. Sometimes you meet people who listen to the show and you think, you are so much more motivated than I am to actually go out and get this done. <laughs> it's like, like it's scary. I'm like, oh my God, I've got to go buy some more properties. The next thing that I want to talk about for me that I've really learned is that it's quite interesting digging into detail because by virtue of recording so often, you've got to dig into detail and find out what stuff is true and what stuff is old wives' tales. And one thing that I've noticed, though, that I want you listening to the show just to keep in mind is that a lot of people will look at their own experiences and extrapolate from there. And what I mean by that is something might happen to you and you think that that's happened to the whole market. An example might have been somebody, old Uncle Lester, bought a property and it didn't go well for him, terrible tenants, market was flat for him or his property didn't go up in value. But that might not be the experience of the whole market. So just because something happens to you, don't let that stop you from doing another good thing. So let me give you an example of that. Let's say that you've got some really terrible tenants and you know it was just the worst situation. You didn't like them. They didn't pay rent on time. Even though that's been your experience, that is not the experience of most of the market. I mean, bad tenants happen, don't get me wrong, but there are a lot of good tenants out there. There are a lot of landlords who have great experiences by outsourcing to property managers and then the property manager handles it all. So just make sure that you don't extrapolate from your own experience because getting out and meeting people, I've seen that that happens quite a bit. The other thing that I see that I just encourage you to challenge is that in the absence of experience or data, I still see a lot of old wives' tales out in the property investment market. And I think at some point, you've got to look at the data and see whether they stand up or not. And look, some do stand up, but there are quite a few that don't as well. Do you know what I mean? Small towns was a great example of that for me. I always thought that you know small towns didn't get the same growth as your major centres. Turns out that's completely not true at all. But there are some reasons that you might not buy in a small town, but it's just not that reason. And that was something that I always thought was true because that's what we've always said and believed it wholeheartedly and hadn't dug into the data. So that your point's spot on there, Ed. And let's talk now, Andrew, about some of the changes that have happened because a lot has changed. Yeah, so in the last two years, property prices are up $234,000, an increase from 688k to 922. So that's massive. So if someone listened to the first episode and went out and bought uh, your average property, they've made 234,000, which is awesome. Rents as well are up $40 a week from 500 to 540 according to Trade Me, which is almost 4% a year, and according to MBIE, it's 3.25, so again higher than inflation, and interest rates have come down to the record low levels that we see today. And for me, the things that have changed, I mean, I I don't want to almost list off all of them, but regulation, we've had healthy homes come in, we've had insulation requirements, we've had the bright line test be extended, we've had LVRs, technically LVRs have changed three times since we first started recording this, we had them taken off, 
They went from 30% to not being in existence at all. They came back in at 30% and then went up again to 40%. In effect, it was really only two, but they did technically change three times. And of course, interest deductibility has come in. And actually, the other thing that's not on my list that did happen was tenancy laws around how you can now only change your rent or put up your rent once every 12 months rather than six months. There have been changes around not being able to use the no-excuse termination. Letting fees. There's been so much changing. Other thing now, because of some of those changes, is bank servicing changes. We've seen the servicing rates, so the test interest rates that banks use, come down. I remember both BNZ, I think, and ANZ decreased them since we started recording. And there are differences between how rental income is assessed based on whether it's a new build or an existing property now. So lots of changes across the board, mainly to do around regulation. And what I want to ask you now, Andrew, is it's now the year 2023. What are we talking about on the show now? In two years' time, what are we going to be talking about? So my prediction is you're going to see a lot of stuff in the newspaper about rising interest rates. That's going to be the story and probably house prices dropping and probably neither of these things are going to necessarily be quite the way that the headline will sell it, but that's why we'll be talking about what it actually means. Okay, well, yeah, they've gone up a little bit or house prices in this area have dropped, but that's not necessarily all properties and we'll be digging into the data around those kind of things. But I think those will be the headlines, so that'll be our topic of conversation. I think definitely interest rates and managing cash flow will really be the conversation. How do you manage cash flow from that? The other thing that I think we're going to be talking about is at that time, I'm expecting we're going to see another immigration boom. So depending on what happens with government, certainly if we get a change of government, I'd expect immigration policy to be loosened because it's extremely tight at the moment. I expect we're going to be talking a lot about immigration. I think because of that, we're also going to be talking about population growth. But the other big thing I think we're still going to be talking about is regulation. I think depending on, again, who's going to be in government, and I'm not going to try and predict it right now, I think we could potentially either be seeing increased tightening or, depending on who's in government, we might see some of that being rolled back. We might see some more friendly policies coming in. So whatever it is, I think with regulation, there's going to be changes. It's either going to get slightly better or it's going to get slightly worse or some parts will get better and other parts will get worse. And I think we'll be giving you the play-by-play around what that is. Because honestly, if it wasn't for the Reserve Bank, normal banks <laughs> and the government, this show would not be every single day. But they just keep on giving Absolutely. us stuff to talk about. I was just about to say that Labour government have given us quite a lot to talk about on this show. I don't think a couple of years ago we thought we'd have as many topics as we've had to be able to chat about. Hopefully the silver lining in the future is that another government will undo a lot of these things and we'll be able to just you know do the reversed episodes. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about as well, one last question before we wrap up, Andrew, is we've got people who have been with us from the start. We've got people who are relatively new. I want you to think back now and, and what has been your favourite show? So you're on a desert island and you're only allowed to take one podcast with you. What's <laughs> the one show you think that listeners should go back and listen to? What was, what was your favourite show? I definitely really enjoyed the Friday the 13th one that we did recently that sort of came to mind pretty quickly, which was the murder houses. And mostly because trying to get Ed to say something so horrible in a serious way without laughing was very entertaining for me. And, and that, you know, terrible, terrible topic, but, you know, some quite interesting stories. So I really enjoyed that one. I'd have to say my favourite one is one from ages ago, but gosh, it was a banger. 
It's actually not one of the data ones, even though I think those are amazing when we go hunting for the truth. My favourite one was probably the Contemporaneous Settlements, episode 271. Oh, that and is we had a long time. So, we had so many good comments about that one because that's where you are able to buy and sell a property without even paying any money to it. You know, essentially no money down deal. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, 271, I think that is an absolute banger that I know a lot of you got a lot of value out of, even though you might not personally follow that strategy. And look, just before we wrap up, I've got another review I want to read out. This one's come from Sutza R. I won't read it all, but it says, rich and informative podcast. And she's recently been studying financial services. She's been studying about residential property lending, which has led to her trying some different podcasts to try and expand her knowledge and in addition to her learning. And so really enjoying the podcast because it's directly relating to that. And she's saying that she really likes the energy and the positivity of the show. So well done, guys. Keep up the good work and, and thank you smiley face and so it's like, hey we really appreciate you tuning into the show every day as well it's amazing and really awesome that you can get something out of this show even when you're, you're studying this essentially at university or with another education institution so really appreciate you tuning into the show and for that review and the other thing i want to say is thank you so much to everybody listening to the show but i want to give a special shout out to those people who have been with us from the very early days and have listened to every single episode. You know who you are because you text in, you message us on Instagram, you tune up to the events, and we just want to say thank you so much for letting us be part of your financial journey. It's just amazing, really. I really appreciate it. Look, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And make sure you tune in tomorrow because we have got a rapid fire show from our most recent webinar that we did. And make sure that you also sign up for our next webinar, which is happening Tuesday, 21st of September at 7 p.m. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes, so tap or swipe over the cover up, link in there, or just go to opuspartners.co.nz, you'll be able to sign up. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of New Zealand property market. Until next time. <laughs>